My name is Anna, and I had a barbed wire fence stick into my leg when I was seven years old. Ooh, and my name is Joey, and I have zero dollars or less in my bank account. <laughs> and this is Epiphanies. The podcast where we explore the world of everyday realizations. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm short on breath, apparently. <laughs> I didn't uh, calculate when I was supposed to take a breath in that phrase. How are you? You'll have to write that out. I'm good. Cool. I I feel like I didn't get outside a lot today, but mm. it's okay. I was lazy. It was a lazy day. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I went to a practice for a play that I'm going to be in, uh, Sub Average Explorers, written by Matthew Rasputin Warzala and Mike Daniel Esarkan. I'm not sure if that's his middle name. <laughs> that being said, yeah, uh, I'll pitch that later, maybe. Um, I do want to talk. This isn't really an epiphany. It's just something that's been bothering me. Heckling. Yes, we we experienced some last night. Not us ourselves. We were at a show that um, hecklers were at. and Hecklers. The, well, like, the I, I don't even know if they'd consider themselves hecklers because they just didn't get it. No, yeah, no heckler thinks they're a heckler. Yeah, they're they're just. I I think being a heckler implies some sort of misinformation, some sort of not being aware of the reality of the situation that you're in. Because no, I mean I've been, I've watched comedy shows where I look at the performers and I'm like, oh, these guys are pretty bad, or like this scene is really bad. But I've never. Once in my life, been even more than hypothetically tempted to actually interrupt a show to deliver my opinion on it. Well, and I, I think it's pretty well known. Like, if you're into comedy and you even listen to comedians talk or whatever, like, I don't know. I like listening to comedians that I like talk about comedy sometimes. Even comedians that I don't like talk about comedy because they still have like good opinions um but i think it's pretty well known that if you don't enjoy the brand of comedy like usually then get out then it's just like get like it's not your thing it's not your brand of comedy and that's all right you don't have to enjoy it and you don't have to be there yeah like well, these... and i understand i guess like paying for something and then finding out i think they were offered their money back these we should explain the situation. Okay. Um, the Yeah, these two women. Apparently, there was another heckler earlier in the night that uh, for another show um, who <laughs> was, he was a guy and he, uh, one of the performers on the stage had to say, okay, <laughs> shut up, fucker. <laughs> called him a fucker. I think it was Mike. Because uh, uh <laughs> the guy said, well, when is it going to start getting funny? And Mike said, give it time, fucker, uh, <laughs> which is necessary. But uh these women, they were at a, a sex prov is the show put on by uh, a combination of Comedy City players and uh, people from, oh, no. Minneapolis. Yeah, What's Next, I believe, in Minneapolis. Um, yeah, I like, think that's what it was. Yeah, which uh, was really, it was a good show. Uh, I was impressed by it. But these women came. Were they even drunk? I think they were just starting to get drunk. I talked to them out in the bar um, because one of them wanted the fries that I got. <laughs> 
Um, so, and she said she was, she had a shirt saying that she was feisty. Her shirt said she was feisty? Yeah, yeah. And because... <laughs> Like I, it, it, it got off her body and said, Mm-mm. "Yeah, because I work, I work at the bar and restaurant there, and so my one of my coworkers was working the bar, and she's, she said, oh, I want her fries, and she's like, oh, well, she's kind of feisty or something, like made a comment about me, and I'm not. It was like a joke, like she's not going to do that. <laughs> um, but you're capable of feist. Yeah, and she was like, oh, well, it says it on my shirt. I'm feisty, and I'm like. I lay claim to this title. (laughs) I have it printed on my garment. (laughs) And I saw them in their car later, so they drove home, I guess. Okay, so they weren't even that? Oh, God. Yeah, if they're drunk, I kind of understand. because No, like, the way they were talking about it and, like, talking, they didn't seem drunk either. They just seemed like dicks. Yeah. Well, yeah, they they were dicks. Um, They went on... Right as soon as the show started, pretty much like it started out kind of casual. Like um, they didn't understand how the show worked. Yeah. Like that, no, you wait for them to ask for your suggestions or your comments. You do not try to have a back and forth with them. Yeah, it was, and it was they like, got really upset when someone said no. Like, shut up, calm down, and they kept going. And then the owner had to tell them, like, no. You have to stop that or you'll get kicked out. Yeah. They, they started with like, I, I hate this. Because sometimes you can uh, uh, get a laugh as an audience member, but just one. I think everyone's allowed yeah. one. Like if they ask a suggestion and you say something kind of cheeky, oh, okay, we'll all laugh with you. But uh, they said something like, this is sex prov. This is a, a show about sex education and improv um, and skits. And the woman went, I like sex. Okay, haha, she's with it. She knows what the show is about. Mm-hmm. She's here for the right reasons. But then it was, you know, later on. Oh, uh, never have I ever. Oh, I've done a lot of things. I'm, I've I've been sexual predator. Uh, and for a while, it was like they'd say something, she'd answer. Like she'd say something that was just like outrageous, like just like sexual thing that she thinks is funny but it's just like okay we get it you're just trying to be like weird like profane or whatever it is like which is fine not here (laughs) you're not a performer and the performers know that's not funny and no one in the audience was everybody in the audience was looking like shut those women up (laughs) which is I can understand, I guess. I'm trying to... I give hecklers as most benefit as possible, but it's really, really hard. Oh, because, I don't. Well, I, like, I think they're just like... They're stuck up and... <laughs> yeah. But if, if everybody hates the show and one person goes, God, the show sucks, and then everyone goes, yeah, it sucks. Like, I've, uh, I don't know. I've, I did stand-up once and nobody was responding, so I encouraged them to all boo at me, and that was great because uh, that's, a, that's a good type of... it's. It's a group agreement that you suck. Although uh, it was your choice. It was my choice. You, you did have control of that situation. Yeah. But, yeah. These, uh, what was I trying to get it with this? Oh, yeah. Like, they, nobody else agreed with them. They were alone in their opinion that the show was bad or that their little quips about, uh, yeah, I've had multiple partners. Were, like Were funnier than the show. Okay. So, during the intermission, I was in the bathroom. And at the same time as them, and they're like in the other stalls, 
and they're having a conversation across the bathroom in separate stalls. Oh, great. And ye- like yelling, like, this show sucks, and my life is funnier than this show. I could, and I had to pay for this show. Imagine how much money I could get for talking about my life. What a and, grand delusion. And I'm like, I don't want to hear about your life because from what you've said already, it sounds really pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that I might be being fairly hard, but I don't care. I don't know. Well, you, like, if you decide that you are going to be the loudest person in a group of uh, people who are there to listen. You're inviting you, opinions, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, they were just. On the way out, they uh, they said, you people in Green Bay aren't funny, which makes me think that they're foreigners. Well, uh, they must be from, they're probably <laughs> from somewhere else. Uh, somebody, I forget, uh, oh yeah, uh, somebody said that uh, maybe they're in for the Trump rally. There was a Trump rally last night, so oh, it could have yeah. been like Trump in a show, but I think that. Because the show was more like talking about sex education and making sure people know, like, along with the comedy, making sure, like, people felt open enough to talk about, like, birth control and stuff like that. Yeah. Things that have been on the other side, (laughs) side of the aisle uh, from uh, Republicans generally. And so, yeah, I don't know. They might have been like, well, this is stupid. And I just wanted to talk about sex. I didn't want to, like, even though it was in comedy, the, it was in the description of the show. Like, at, you should have known. <laughs> yeah, but maybe their lives are funnier. Maybe they are. Oh man, they're probably like home right now, like just constantly laughing. And <laughs> that, yeah, it it may very well be the case, but I doubt it. I think it's very easy to sit in an audience position and judge. Well, um, I think it's obvious that they don't live in a place where they go to comedy shows. Yeah. So they must just see things on TV. And yeah, you can say anything in your living room. Duh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And you can think anything. You can think like, oh, yeah, I could do that. Comedy is really easy when you're not doing it. Yeah. You can look at a joke and be like, oh, I would have ended that joke better. Yeah, well, try, try fucking doing it then. Get up on a stage. Which I want, oh, I want to see that. I want to see that one time. Somebody who thinks that they're better just actually, just, well, come like on up the, here then. The, you should do that for, if Wait. if nobody's responding, just say, hey, you. Come on up. Come on up. Let's see what you got. But then then they slay and we all have to bow down. That's what, that would, if, if I had that opportunity. And it would be like a video that says you wouldn't you won't expect what happens next (laughs) this heckler gets on stage at local comedy club what happens next will blow your mind (laughs) yeah uh but i think it comes from a place of delusion i really want what i really want now that we've talked about it is these two women to uh be listening to our podcast through some act of fate (laughs) well we could do a better podcast than that they're they're looking for the Lord and they find epiphanies and it's <laughs> they're like we we went really hard on sex for a while let's look for the Lord. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they're they're on their path to redemption and then they come across something making fun of them. Oh. Oh, uh, I I I'm not even I wouldn't be scared of that. I would hope that that would happen. <laughs> But yeah. instead, we're just putting this out and talking to probably preaching to the choir. <laughs> yeah, choirs heard it. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, hecklers are, I think, I give most people, um, most people, I would kind of give a pass and say, you know, I don't know their situation. But hecklers, no. 
Unless yeah. they're really, really drunk, and then I go like, oh, I probably shouldn't have or done that. Or you give that. them permission. What? Or you give them permission. Or you give them permission to heckle. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few comedians that will do that. And you, like you said, and then some will just like start asking questions and. Yeah. I, I had to let make people, it their routine. I had to let people heckle me once because otherwise they just were gonna be silent. Mm-hmm. I did stand up in a coffee shop, which is on a university campus. Yeah, at an open mic where, like, you know, people. If people gather for comedy, then they'll kind of be in an audience spirit and they'll go, okay, well, you know, even if this isn't good, we'll still laugh at it. People who are like there for coffee. For coffee and probably for music more because it was an open mic. Yeah. And then this guy comes up and tells jokes that he's workshopping for a better place, (laughs) which never went to a better place. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. uh, Enough about hecklers. They're bad. Don't do it. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you got a heckle in your mind, tamp it down. Or actually, no, get it out now and then go to a live show and just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Unless yeah. you're laughing or clapping or answering a call for a suggestion. There is plenty of time to get mad afterwards. And I promise you, if you are mad or upset about something, it'll give you time to process it. And maybe you'll have a better idea of what the performers had to go through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Either that or... Because they made themselves mad. Like, they did it, and they told them that they were going to get kicked out, and they got so mad about it that they couldn't have a rational opinion about it. Yeah. Just, if you're at a bad show, wait till it's done, and then go out with your friends and be like, what a horrible show that was. Let's not do that again. Or uh, say, maybe this was a bad night. Maybe we will do this again. But in any case, keep, keep it to yourself. Make it a, make it entertaining in some way. Like, yeah. why is this bad or whatever? Don't like, ruin think other about people's it. nights. Wow, we are really going on about this. Sorry. This yeah. is, yeah, heckling is one of the few things where I actually, yeah, I get mad. Okay, uh, Anna, what's your epiphany? Um, hobbies. Hobbies. So, um, I was thinking actually just today that I've... Because usually if someone asks me what my hobby is, or if I have hobbies, um, I have a hard time figuring out, do I have hobbies? You have a podcast. I have a podcast. (laughs) We have a podcast. Um, But there are other things that sometimes, like, I get really into things sometimes. Like, I'm trying to get back into rollerblading, like I said in the last podcast. I've made a little progress on using the brake on my rollerblades very slowly at the end just like okay just little down (laughs) i'm so very proud of you (laughs) thank you i realized that rollerblading hurts your back really badly though because you're just i i get low so that if i fall (laughs) like so i have more balance and then if i fall like i'm closer to the ground so um but anyway so I was into rollerblading a lot a few years ago, and I went a year without doing it last year. And um, yeah, and now I'm trying to do that again. I'm like, I have a lot of other things that I enjoy. Like I used to do dance when I was younger, and then I decided to take a dance class, two dance classes on my last semester of college uh, a few months ago. And really enjoyed that I would consider that a hobby um singing I used to do singing a lot and I considered that a hobby it's but a lot of it comes down to I don't have enough money 
to because I feel like I need some direction with it eventually like with dance I'm not the type of person that's just gonna sit there and be like I'm gonna make up routines and just like like be that person people do that well like I get frustrated like I've tried I've been like okay commit to this and just try doing this fun routine so you have something to commit to but then I get frustrated with it so um I'd prefer someone giving me a direction and then me trying to work with what they gave me okay um and the same goes for singing too like it's nice to have a coach along with it even if it's a hobby it's nice to have someone there to say okay do this do it this way instead of this way or hey i think you're doing really well at this uh maybe you can work on this song later or work on this move or whatever it is work up to this so it's nice to have goals with it and i feel like if i'm alone i don't really have goals make your own goals with it as much and you're restraining yourself I, no i'm talking about just singing and dancing i know but uh, no i mean like you can sing I mean, on your own yeah i could work because i'm not at the like places i was like i'm not as flexible as i was and my voice is raspier than it was before and so i could try to work my way back to where i was previously and maybe see where that goes but um is it about being good though sometimes why not just like do it i mean i'm I'm not trying to i'm not trying to limit your like how you feel about this but no i like i agree just doing it but sometimes you need an external motivator yeah i do understand that like i i always liked being coached i i liked um i I liked doing activities and hobbies that i was being coached at and i would be able to go and hear someone's opinion and get better objectively from someone else and of course it's always fun to kind of do your own thing sometimes but i don't know that that's what i enjoyed was having that objective like um affirmation with it too um that makes sense rollerblading's fine because (laughs) i'm just like i'll just rollerblade further and that's super easy you need a rollerblade coach i need a rollerblade coach my coach is the ground (laughs) my my friend who did hockey um she like she helped me with rollerblading uh telling me like more getting closer to the ground and then how you can go faster and stuff like that so um but now like i can i can move around and so i have my own things that i can do with it but yeah there's not as many components with just like rollerblading down a path as there is with uh dance or singing or whatever it is you just offended a lot of rollerbladers i'm saying my just rollerblading down a path that's why i specifically said rollerblading (laughs) down a path i got you they're 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 good rollerbladers. I'm, I'm fairly sure there are leagues. <laughs> well, I think, I think I should I should check my understanding, not of rollerbladers, but of you, <laughs> of how you, because I like, I don't know, I can't, I I like coaching, but I think that's that's not my only path to fulfillment of things that I enjoy. Are so, you saying that you? Oh, you like being coached? No, I I don't. I do. I think coaching is fine, but like. Do you are you saying you like 
coaching others? No, I'm not. Okay. Let <laughs> I me finish what I was saying. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were getting at, I'll coach you. <laughs> no, I, I was saying like, the things no. that the things that I do that I feel like without them, I feel an absence of a hobby. Um, so things like comedy and running now is kind of a thing. But I mean, mostly it's artistic projects, but those are things that some of them I could take on a, a coach with. Uh, but well, actually, you know what? But you're doing it with other people. Yeah, you're right. I'm not like this is stuff that I've just like I don't have free options like I did in school, yeah. like that weren't really free, but kind of, like felt more free. Yeah, I guess it is. It is a different. Your the things you do are more technically specific. So I could, if I want to enter a race, I don't need a coach. I probably, maybe I should get a coach. I keep hurting myself. Uh, but like. <laughs> I don't necessarily need a coach to do that. That's something you can do as an amateur and stand up is something you can do and you can pretty easily like figure it out and then go and find a venue. Um, and you like, you can maybe figure it out, but like what it's amounting to is not like if you, if you want to sing and you want to sing in front of people, I don't, I don't know if that's really where you get your enjoyment. It's more about doing it. Um, but like you can't just like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go to a, I, mean, I guess you could go like to an open Like the goal is always to kind of do it in front of people eventually, maybe. You could do karaoke. <laughs> That'll fulfill you. Yeah. But um, I guess it's, it's more like, oh, I had it. I had it in my head. Um, It's more like I don't want a hobby. I want to be something that I don't, I can make commitments to but also doesn't take a lot of extra effort on my end so Um. like rollerblading is easy because i have the stuff to do it and so i can just drive out to a trail and just go rollerblading if i were in a dance class i could just drive out to the dance class and go rollerblading and just rollerblade um and just do that and just like I would have to just commit to times and commit to practice. Um, and it wouldn't be like me trying to figure out, well, can I find like a way to make this better? Like by looking it up, doing research and all this stuff, like like looking up how to sing better on YouTube or whatever it is. Um, that's just a lot of extra effort that I'm like, I, I don't really want to do <laughs> Um, I, I don't want that to be a part of my hobbies. I want my hobby to be, yeah. Anyway, well, the, yeah. just repeating myself now, but. Yeah, I don't, I think you, you, well, I'm, I'm trying real hard not to impose my, like how I do things on you because I know that everybody does things differently. And I do hear like people on Facebook or something will say, give really blanket advice. Like, well, if you want to do something, then you'll do it. No, there are obstacles. There are always obstacles that exist. And I personally have hobbies that don't have as many obstacles and that I have kind of like fallen into a habit of doing. So even like the getting up the courage to start, I don't really have to do that anymore. So I I don't want to be like, hey, oh, just do what I did. Just go start running because it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's and comparable. I think it's my mom and my dad. Like God, they, Terry. They allowed me to do expensive hobbies. 
<laughs> earlier in my life. See, my, my parents and, just said, fuck you, and <laughs> enrolled me in karate and then took me out. As, <laughs> yeah. Actually, no, I took myself out. Punch, knockout. Wait, you, you knocked yourself out or you just like said, no, I don't want to do that? I don't actually. I think I, I ghosted karate. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember. No, I ghosted it. Isn't like oh, okay. I was disinterested and then they were like, Joey, are you going to come to karate? And I'm like, just didn't respond. Ah. <laughs> I also was in a fishing club around the same time. And that I quit after the first day because I didn't want to put a, a hook through a worm. You didn't expect that you'd have to do that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. You good? Yeah. You said your piece on hobbies? Yes. You feel good? They're they're expensive. That's That's it. Well, like the ones that I'm looking at. <laughs> Maybe that's what the hecklers are about. <laughs> they they don't have a hobby and so they're like <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a convenient way to practice my comedy. So I'll just go to a place and try to practice it there. And really, <laughs> their dreams were crushed last night. Yeah, we like, we should yeah. feel really bad. Yeah, like, damn it. They should have gotten their money back because they paid to have their dreams come true. and they just didn't. Hey, speaking of hecklers, uh, I brought hecklers back just to transition. <laughs> and now I ruined it by explaining it. Um, no, no, not really hecklers, but we've gotten some feedback on the podcast. Uh, which is, it's amazing because it's always about the things I would never expect it to be about. Cause we've talked about like some controversial, not like super controversial issues. Maybe we'll get there later, but like the, we're both vegetarian, uh, things like that. Um, and that we are kind of, you could probably tell like listening to the podcast, we're like, don't want to offend anybody, but we do have pin- opinions. Yeah. And yeah. But, uh, that's not, nobody's been like. Hey, you know what? I'm a really staunch believer in uh, the dairy industry, and it seems like you're attacking it. Nobody said that. Uh, but people have said, A, uh, you don't know what ska is. <laughs> Multiple people linking me articles about ska. I get it. I don't get it. Guess I don't know what, what ska I, is. I got closer to the description of Whatever. ska. It wasn't the Scotland part. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. But it, like, it, is, it was close to reggae. and Yeah. Yeah. It's a precursor to reggae. Anyway. The, I'm probably going to say that and somebody else will say I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, the other one we've gotten, uh, uh, I got from uh, a fellow named Craig. Uh, Craig's fantastic. He works with Comedy City. He also does stuff with the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, he uh, created, uh, co-founded or founded a, a film festival in Wisconsin. Craig nice. Knitt, great guy. Look him up. He's also very weird. Um, <laughs> he's kind of like the guy who, uh, he's the first suspect in a murder case to be let off <laughs> like oh he thought it was him he he was so close but no he's got this exonerating evidence so damn it it wasn't craig that's how i think of him anyway um <laughs> and i hope he enjoys that description of him <laughs> i love craig uh I, re- I i do appreciate and i admire craig a lot but he's a little strange um and he came up to me and he said oh joey i love your podcast uh this is not a good Craig impression. <laughs> was like, oh, that? Joey, I love your podcast, uh, but I noticed uh, you get some things wrong. You were talking about uh, how uh, the clocks don't go tick-tock, but they do. This is a good Craig impression. Um, and So, yeah. Did I, I tell you this? I think I, I did not hear this, but I agree with Craig because when you said that's not how they go, well, like I said, it's amazing what your brain can do. And... Hmm. <laughs> So that was kind of 
me like, hmm, is Joey right about this? Maybe my brain's tricking me. You know what's fun? Um, I'm wrong and you're wrong. Oh. So <laughs> Craig's right. Um, but also wrong. Um, everybody's wrong. Because what Craig brought up uh, was that, oh, there's actually older clocks have a uh, thing where the pendulum swings past a vertical bar and it will make a distinct sound on the swing from left to right and the swing from right to left. <laughs> Craig, you're great. Uh, but uh, the um, so that is true. Well, that is technically true. And he's right. Like So the tick-tock is a distinct sound. A lot of clocks now don't make a distinct sound. Uh, it is just... Um, so All I hear is TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even that, like, there there are micro differences in it. But the point I was... I don't even know if I ever got to this point, um, but it was that our brain wants to hear rhythm. Like, we... Uh, or we pick up on rhythm. Um, and I don't, I don't know enough about that. Um, but I'm going to... I did this today because I, I read up a little bit and basically whenever you repeat any sound, our brains make it more musical than it is. Like we will find the musical thing in it and it starts to sound like a song, which is very non-scientific terms. Uh, but so I made some of just repetitive sounds. One of them was uh, repeating vocals. So uh, somebody who says something uh just repeating those words uh, will make it sound more musical. So I made one with a recording of Anna, and we're going to play that. Children, kindred, 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 children. Kindred, children, 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 kindred, children. Okay, so obviously that. <laughs> yeah isn't it crazy that your mind made up all of that music and was just repeating two words yeah your mind made up that music I made it all up no well i did, obviously added in the other stuff i was inspired mm -hmm. but yeah uh, even just repeating kindred children like children kindred children kindred <laughs> um it sounds it 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 takes on a weird beatish quality which oh it is kindred til children yeah, whatever. Um, and then the other one, but it's not just human vocals. Um, well, it's not just like words. Um, any sound, if you repeat it, it like, I mean, obviously it is a beat. Um, but you begin to interpret it as music. You and it, it loses some of its, I, I, I've heard like a raindrop a lot. If you keep listening to just the same raindrop sound over and over again it stops sounding like okay i can identify this as a raindrop you identify it as this is like a song this is a, something melodious it's something that i don't know it has it has a separate quality from if i just snap uh that snap is not don't identify it as music 
but as soon as it's repeated, even if there's nothing else, it sounds like a song. Um, crazy how nature does that. Uh, but I made another one just with the sound of coughs, which we will play for you now. does that was that your cough no that actually wasn't where did you get that cough i just downloaded a okay sound bite of a cough um because i was like that's a pretty phlegmy cough <laughs> that was not me um it sounded like me though didn't it yeah when when you do have phlegm in your like a phlegmier <laughs> cough yeah like well, if you're sick but it had like a very I like don't, a, do people have distinct coughs I could kind identify of. that as your cough. Anyway, um like yeah, my I think my sometimes people think my cough is a sneeze. A lot of times because I am a very aggressive cougher because I want to get that tickle out of my throat. Like just throw everything that's below my throat at it to <laughs> to scratch it with my with my bodily fluids and air. Are you a human CM2. being? <laughs> That's not how any human being has ever described a cough. <laughs> well, it should be because that's the point of coughing is to clear your throat or to like get a scratch out of it. Anna is notorious <laughs> for describing things that ail her in ways that are just impossible for my mind to even like visualize or not visualize, just feel that's because you're just not thinking. You're not. You're not thinking about your body the right way. Anna will describe how her hair follicles hurt, which I guess I can't. I like, don't have long hair. Does that? Yeah. Women. Like, usually, it's women that have longer hair, and so I had longer hair, and I never experienced follicular pain. It. I've had that because I had to. I've been having to put my hair up for work, and it hurts so bad, and I just get the worst headache. Yeah. Well, anyway, you've also described things as your you described once your bones rubbing together too much. Is that what my knees? No, it was your hand. I remember it being your hand and you said like I feel like my bones are rubbing together too much and that's why my hand hurts. I don't know if I said that because that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> well, you've also said that your Maybe knees, it, your knees are loose. My knees are loose because because they don't sit in the right place in my in my knee structure. I don't get <laughs> my it. My kneecaps don't sit in the right place, so they get loose. Also, I dislocated one of my knees, so it's always just a little bit looser. I yeah. I mean, everything is like a I guess, but I don't. <laughs> something's not right. I don't know. Just think like maybe. I don't think with the bone thing it was like a literal thing, but I, it might have been like a feeling. Like I feel like my bones are 
scraping together. Oh, so it's a, it's a metaphor? Some of them. My knees are actually loose and my hair follicles do hurt. And the way I cough is to do what you the said. whole mechanism of what I said I'd, it's supposed to do. What was the other? Oh, you said your hair hurt because it got too much sun on it? No, that's a real thing. Mm. Your if your head is exposed to the sun, your it not my hair hurt, my head hurt. Oh yeah, you got a headache because your hair took because, in too much heat from the sun. Yeah, because my hair is dark and so it attracted a lot of sunlight and also hair is supposed to take in is supposed to take in heat and keep it close to you. And so it takes in the heat and it keeps it all close to my head. And then it overheats me and I'll get a headache. That is a real thing. And oh. you can sometimes block it with a hat, which seems counterintuitive. but A tinfoil hat? Shut up. <laughs> sometimes, like, like I have a white baseball cap. That works well because it reflects the sun. And then also it helps with the eyes so that your eyes aren't exposed to the sun as much but yeah it, it, i believe you and i think that you and i are speaking from different experiences because most of the things you describe are like well you know i don't have long hair and i don't have dark hair and i never dislocated a knee so i can't possibly speak to those experiences but when we're walking along and you say i have a headache i think my hair got too hot you sound like a crazy person <laughs> I don't. Th I actually. I don't think that sounds crazy at all. Joey, we have to stop walking. My bones are rubbing together. <laughs> My knees are loose. <laughs> My bones feel a little bit loose today. It's fine. Sometimes they do feel loose. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry that that was not an epiphany, but just Joey making fun of me. <laughs> not making fun. I'm just. To struggle every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, oh yeah. So the cough, the cough soundtrack. The cough one is really interesting. Go listen to it again. We'll post it on the Facebook maybe. Um, but it like, I don't. Uh, it takes on a different quality when you add the backbeat. Again, I added more music. Uh, but like when you add the beat beneath it, so it goes from like <coughs> to. And it goes, it, it changes, it's the same sound. I didn't change anything, um, except for the way you interpret it goes, it, I don't know, it's weird, <laughs> I don't get it, um, it's whack, but I love it. I'm fascinated, music is one of the things that just like, I'm so fascinated, everything about it, it's so, it's math, there's so much math involved, and the fact that music is, is taking math that exists in the world and putting that math into your ears without you knowing that it's been math this whole time crazy and all of my siblings are wildly talented with music and i never could figure it out i can't play any instrument i don't know how to make math in anybody's ears <laughs> but golly it excites me um yeah yeah we'll post that we'll post the cough thing examine it for yourself yeah Got any more things to say, Anna? Oh, no, actually, I have something more. Okay, Interrupted. Yeah. Uh, going back to Craig. So Craig brought that up. And another, I kind of had an epiphany with that as well, because he, uh, 
he brought up the clock and that had, that was nothing I had not thought of that when I was coming up with talking about the TikTok because I never had a clock like that. I never had a clock that made really distinct sounds. I've like mostly through my life I'd had I've had digital clocks. Born in 1996, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like uh, I've had digital clocks, um, and the clocks I have had are when I have watches, and the watches tend to be just that. It that that just reminded me of something that I I was like I didn't have digital clocks, and then I realized my dad again. <laughs> my dad collects clocks, so <laughs> I've had plenty of. <laughs> clocks around me my whole life anyway yeah. sorry well and well that speaks to my point even more when when i say the word clock uh you me and craig are all thinking about wildly different things mm-hmm. and i think you and i agreed when we were talking about it the first time like we understood what we were saying because we were both referring to uh in our minds our object of reference was probably the clock that's hanging in our room i mean yeah i have grandfather we have grandfather clocks okay well, at, in my house so i know exactly what he's talking about well in any and case. it's the hickory dickory dock clock <laughs> i thought that was a cuckoo oh no it's not a gr- yeah okay <laughs> i know what a grandfather clock is um but craig has a whole different idea of clocks mm-hmm. and wh- if you just say clock with no further specifications people will jump to wildly different things. Um, and so, and even when you uh, specify, I could say a grandfather clock and the image that comes to your mind is a different thing than what comes to my mind. And even if I'm super, super specific about what I'm talking about, I can say like a, a mahogany paneled uh, grandfather clock with a uh, burnished the brass uh pendulum and uh steel and probably not steel but whatever <laughs> um iron carvings on the side and describe it to a t uh and it's a clock we've both seen when we imagine it we're gonna imagine it from different angles or something uh so it's thank you john locke yeah thanks so. <laughs> it's actually more a guy named quine um i don't yeah. remember his first or his first name but John Locke is just the first person I think when I think everything is experience. <laughs> yeah, well, was it Quine specifically? Uh, like, uh, came up with a theory—not uh, a theory, but a description of events of the inscrutability of reference. So basically, <laughs> no matter how correct, uh, no matter how much you think you're talking about the same thing with somebody else. You, you'll never have any idea of what you're actually talking about. Yeah. So, and he, like his example is if you're talking with a, a, somebody from a wildly different language that has no, like, no basic um, structure similar to yours, if you point at a rabbit and say a rabbit, um, and they say that's a gavagoy, um, <laughs> When they say gavagoy, you might think that they're talking about a rabbit in the way you understand a rabbit, but they could also, maybe they're not talking about a rabbit as a full rabbit. Maybe they're talking about a rabbit as a collection of rabbit parts. So a mm. foot and a tail and uh, a sphincter uh, and an ear and a nose. Um, and they're like, this is a rabbit. It's all those parts. Gav- gavagoy is 
all the th- parts of a rabbit. Or maybe they're talking about a an alive rabbit <laughs> versus that's fine. Uh, uh, versus and it just dropped her straw. It's a metal straw, so it was loud. Good for the environment. Um, wash them out. Don't get them stuck in a sea turtle. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, you have no idea in that case. A rabbit can be anything. A rabbit can be like the past, present, and future of a rabbit. Um, it can be the rabbit in its present state, and two minutes from now, it won't be a rabbit. Uh, this sounds, I sound like a crazy person. Uh, but yeah, the idea is when you refer to something, that thing only exists as a conceptual structure. I can't have any idea of what you're actually, the actual thing that we would call actual, an actual rabbit or an actual clock does not exist. Cool. <laughs> Which is why <laughs> I don't know if I fully believe that, but I do believe that like I think this is I don't know it's just it's crazy that when you say a word or a referring device, it brings up an image in somebody's mind, and you have no idea what that image is. It could also be the case that when I say clock, Craig is thinking about one of his victims uh, and <laughs> you, you have no idea, sorry, Craig. Uh, <laughs> Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric, our friend Eric, uh, brought up a a thing we should talk about. Venn diagram. Oh, yeah, that? yeah. Um, that a Venn diagram is... Everybody knows what a Venn diagram is, but nobody knows what Venn means. <laughs> what do or you think it means? He probably... Venmo... <laughs> Same root word. No, he, he brought up that like, is there a Doctor Ven? That, there is. I've never actually thought about it, but until he brought it up, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> you said there is. Yeah, John Ven. John Ven. He was a nineteen 19- inventor of the <laughs> Venn diagram. <laughs> no, he discovered it. And it existed in nature. I mean, yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. It. It, it's I mean, a very yeah. useful diagram. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, well, there was the Ellurian diagram that existed before it. Um, and the Ellurian generally had multiple, and they weren't specifically circles, but multiple shapes overlapping to show different sets where things fall into in sets. And the Venn diagram does the same, but it's it's circles. It's just circles. Usually two circles. Um, and it, I don't, I don't know a lot about math. Or music, or anything, uh, but I do know. Is this a math thing? Yeah, it's math. I'm trying to remember second grade. Did I learn it in math or just as a helpful diagram? Well, it. I mean, it is a help helpful diagram, but it is used in math to talk about sets, like this set of objects um, fall into the uh, or things that exist in multiple sets. Basically, so yeah. I mean, so we know what a Venn diagram is. But that's just a use of the Venn diagram. Yeah, but he was a mathematician, so oh, it is a mathematical term of originally. Of course, he was also a philosopher. So oh, of, of course, we should have known that. He's a Cambridge fella, English guy. Um, Bougie. But no, well, this is fantastic. Less interesting than who uh, his diagram, 
the diagram, I guess, was revolutionary. I don't get it. Um, but I mean, it's everywhere now. Uh, it, but, and it is it is useful. Yeah. Like, you cannot deny that. Yeah. Oh, fun thought. Uh, well, he never called it the Venn diagram because he was uh, a humble guy. Yeah, he was never <laughs> like, I have created. And this we shall call the Venn diagram. Oh. Everybody get on board with the Venn diagram. Branding, baby. Um, but he he never called it the Venn diagram. So we can say... We can make a Venn diagram on one side, Venn's diagrams, diagrams made by Venn, and things that are called a Venn diagram, and they will never overlap, which means it won't be a Venn diagram. It'll just be two lists. John Venn technically made a Venn diagram, but he never called it that. But, oh, yeah, um, he was a good guy. John Venn was an amazing person, apparently. He was very involved with charity um, in his town. Um, he was involved in... Oh, so he just threw money at things? He just was kidding. also involved... Uh, he wanted women to have the right to vote. So he and his wife were like champions of uh, women's right to vote. That's good. Yeah. Um, we should learn more about Venn. Yeah, fucking John Venn. What was the other thing? He... He was a supporter of Votes for Women. Um, he was a passionate gardener, uh, and he won awards for his white carrots. White carrots. Yeah. What a guy. He Go saw, John Venn. He sounds... When was he around? Uh, 19th century. Nineteen, Early 19th century, or late 19th century. He was so. born in 1834 and died in 1923. He, so, oh, 19th he, into the 20th century. Damn, he lived a long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, 90, 89 years or 88 years. No, yeah. Like, for my family, that's a long time. Well, he's not in your family. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> are you the heir to the Venn fortune? Oh, shit. I wonder if there is, like, a fortune that goes with the Venn diagram. There are fortunes and then there are Venn's fortunes. <laughs> what a guy. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Thank you, Eric, for making me look up John Venn. Yeah, I'm really glad. I'm glad I know that now. I'm probably going to share that information with people when they don't ask for it. <laughs> and they'll be like, very cool. Thank you. Yep. Um, okay, quick. Uh, my name is Joey. My name is Anna. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tune in next week to get a whiff of these epiphanies. Nice.